this is the Play No Games podcast. We the hardest working podcast in Portland, Oregon, man. Play no games. Play no games. Podcast. Last show. Welcome back to the Play No Games podcast slash show. I'm your man and host, Rob. And this is Arthur. And we're back here again <laughs> to put all you guys and gals and non-binaries oh my on a higher vibration, oh. improve your social skills, getting through those social situations, and also improving your own self-worth because, hey, that's what it takes to get to the next level. So, I will say this. We need monies. We got some big projects on the way. The the team, the team <clears throat> donations. We need all those di- delicious, <laughs> nutritious donations. You know, if you've seen Dora the Explorer, you know what? You put it in the backpack. Just put your money, send it to us. Put it in our backpack because we got places to go. And on that map, it says we're going to the top, but we need your help. And with that being said, we got uh, our very first segment. You already know what time it is. It's the time to play no games, man. So we like to talk to you and ask you a question or just, you know, tell us what you're not playing no games about, you know. So today, Robert, what you not playing no games about. Actually, we'll switch it up. Let's act, I, you know what? I think we should test out a new segments. It's just, just the gang, you know. How about we oh. ask each other a question that you want us to play no games about? So you ask me a question and this I have to play no games about it. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Would you like to ask your good old friend, Rob, what question you would like to ask? Ooh. It could be anything. It could be anything. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Truthfully. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, back to the regular uh, segment. If. um, I don't know. All right. You know what I want to play? I'm off guard with that one. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready for the smoke today. What's up? What's up? Ask me a question then. Ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. This will help me, I think, develop my own question. All right. I want you to play no games about right now. Right now. And I put you in a ring. You versus Koss. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think that you would be cost? And I'm talking about what's the most in UFC, like where you could do boxing and kicking and all that? MMA? MMA yeah. A pl- complete exhibition yeah. MMA fight Absolutely. between you and cost. Do you think you would beat him? Absolutely. No questions asked. No question asked. Absolutely. Why? Speed, uh, agility, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very defensive. And I know, like, he does jujitsu. And it like there's attack and defense, and mm-hmm. I know a little bit of jujitsu. I wouldn't say I'm as good as him when it comes to that, but like I know how to. I've competed against people who've competed on the big stage, and I've gotten away from them in our in our role sessions. But then also like I grew up fighting. I grew up fighting my brothers. Grew up fighting my cousins. Grew up fighting my neighbors. I grew like I grew up fighting. Like so, I know at the end of the day like. If it came down his life or my life, 
Oh, you went to lives. I went to the exhibition. Okay. I mean, or whatever. Right, whatever, the case, whatever the case may be, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not losing. Like, I'm I'm not. I know there's there's a, there's some situations that I'm gonna try and avoid, especially like being in close and like the grappling aspect of things because he he's a, he's a lot better grappler than I am because mm-hmm. of jujitsu. But I have reach. Um, I have hands, and um, I know at the end of the day, like if I can keep my reach. To my advantage, he's not he's not coming in close. Hmm. Well, I can't wait for him to get back next week because uh, I'm I'm telling you, you should watch this episode. <laughs> 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 All right, so you got a question for me that I will not play any games about. Um, you, yeah, or Malu in a race? Who's winning? Who? Malu? Oh, Josh. Josh? Joshua? Oh, I'm being that nigga easy. I mean, I'm being that black person easy. <laughs> I, I, it's such a reaction. I'm so, I'm so sorry, viewers. Let's just say this: I'm just cutting down on my n words. Why do you, why do you say this? What, what, what gives you that much confidence? The reason why I have so much confidence because I learned something from a uh, from our last guest. <laughs> I learned something from our last guest where I feel like with that new knowledge. It just adds on to uh, your capabilities. my capabilities because when a lot of people see me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes I look into the mirror. I'm like, when people are like, oh, you big. And I'm like, I'm not that big. And then I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of that big. And, I'm like, <laughs> and a lot of people don't think I'm fast. And I didn't. I'll be honest. I know you didn't. And that's how I win a lot of my money when people underestimate me. Josh, I'm not underestimating you. I'm just being like, I... I'm doing treadmill hits three times out of a week, um, and I'm going uphill. So if I flatten that thing out, I know I can go way faster. So I'm I'm pushing myself to the limit. I'm not trying to say Josh don't work out. I'm not. I know he work out. He don't post his workouts, but I just know I'm hungry. Who are you, who are you chasing? I think I'm chasing chasing um, myself. Mm. That's number one. And then I think another thing I'm chasing is staying ready because I always feel like if I'm at my peak. Physical health wise, um, we'll just say you know uh, we actually really quick shout out to our guy on the board, Mr. RJ. You know, shout out to him. He's helping, us out. He's helping us out. I will just say this: if let's just say he went ill, right? I would want to be able to be like if I'm at my peak physical health wise, right, for my age and you know, my weight. If you're like, hey Rob, you know, we gotta get him to a place. I want to be able to maximize that to the, my full potential. So I think there's that. So I always come from hell from like, if I'm at my peak, I'm the best type of protector. So when it comes to, you know, Josh, I'm not trying to say he will underestimate me, but all y'all runners and, you know, athletes who've done things on a collegiate level, Jordan, when I raced Jordan, he's like, oh, you a little bit faster than I thought. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, you better kick it up a notch. So my thing is, I think it's I think it's healthy to have like good competition between friends. Keeps you young. Absolutely. Uh, the one thing about track too is like if you don't stay with it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the one thing you'll notice uh, as you as you keep working out and keep running, especially like track athletes. You'll, that that you, that's the first thing that goes is their speed. Um, and it's it's crazy because our sound dude is a distance runner, so. Uh, he he does like long distance stuff. He's a he's a freak. He's a, he loves running for some reason. I don't get it. But 
You know, so interesting. Um, I don't think I think I, no. I think I was just uh, scrolling after I was watching uh, and doing some research for our, our lovely show. Is I was watching. I think they were not to be racist. They were in Africa somewhere, and they were talking about like some Olympic long distance runners, and like them like running and like just like the effortlessness of them being like this is like lap twenty nine for them, and they're just like. <laughs> Like they're yeah. having a full blown conversation, and I'm like 29, <laughs> and like looking at their bone structure and everything. And I think, um, and I get why people romanticize like athletes because that is like our like closest thing to being the Flash or Kid Flash or like Superman because you're putting your body and you're doing something the average human can't. So, like, I would say more power to the people who can run that. <laughs> Because that is freakish because, like, the mental mindset, because I think as far as I've gotten was, like, runner's high. We're like, oh, I was in my groove and stride. But, like, it's just admirable that there's another gear and a level. I I call those people psycho, truthfully. Mm. Um, You know, there's a sense of, like, love running. And then there's a sense of, like, you're crazy about running Mm. and, like, I think a lot of those people who get into like your twenty nine mile runs, your 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 thirty mile runs and like to just start I, I call those psychos because there's there's no way like I mean there is a way obviously, but like for them to love it that much is is just it's crazy. Like it's it's so crazy. And you know, I feel like you know, I feel like someone who definitely needs to kinda understand what loving the game is all about is um this fellow called ben 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 benny ben 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 simmons mm, i think go. it's time for us to talk about a a donkey on edge or i mean a man on fire i mean uh an australian wonder from down under yeah that's a whole like you know that's a whole different so it's so weird like yeah, go ahead. Talk I, to the people. Would you like for? Oh, well, I should do it because it's my team. So oh, your team. Yeah. Are you the owner? I am. Oh, since when? Oh, uh, well, since I gave them my support. Mm-hmm. When I give people my energy, like, you know, with the spirit bomb, like, it goes places. Uh-huh. Yeah. Goes places. Rasheed got a ring. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks, mm-hmm. she. Yeah. Oh. Anywho. So, wait. If you're not. Brooklyn got what? Brooklyn gonna get a ring. Uh, when? <laughs> Very soon. Next huh? year. Next year? We got we got some if y'all don't know, huh? Y'all don't know. We're talking about the NBA finals. I mean finals. We're talking about the NBA playoffs. And during they, the NBA playoffs. Did they get swept? Anywho, there huh? is a team in Brooklyn called the Brooklyn Nets. The the Brooklyn what? The Brooklyn Nets. No net? Brooklyn? The Brooklyn swept. I've heard it all. I've no net Brooklyn. All. I'm gonna let you get it out. All air Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> we, we hey we we took that L. Ooh, I see. I'm not one of you, LeBron apologists. When KD messes up, I come for him. When your favorite player messes up, oh man, it was the crowd and the popcorn. Uh, my, blah, favorite, blah, blah. my favorite player doesn't play in the NBA anymore. Oh, here you go. He retired. Uh, mm. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's got some rings. Uh, he didn't get any rings. Mm, actually, sounds unfortunate. T Mac, no AI. T Mac's cousin Vince Carter. Oh man, mm, journeyman. 
Half man, half amazing. And he should have gave it up a while ago. No, he shouldn't have. Don't hate on him because he still averaged, averaged 20 points a game. Was still dunking on people. Yeah. He got the, he got the, I think it's called an Irish goodbye. No, it's not Irish goodbye. What's the one where you stay like super long and you like, we're like, hey, get out of here. Um, well, he just, I think it was, it just sucked how his career ended because of COVID stuff. And yeah. And he didn't, like, cause he didn't even realize it was going to be his last game before he. I don't remember. So like. It was right during the when they closed the season, uh-huh. like they cut the season off. Basically, um, was Vince Carter's last season, and he was it was going to be his last game, and he didn't even realize it was going to be his last game because they cut the keep the season short. Oh, we we saw enough. It, hater, bro, you're a hater. <laughs> what? That's why I y'all got sweat, bro. What? What? That's we why y'all enough. got sweat, fam. <laughs> Boy, it's all enough. Yeah. Well, we gonna see it all. The only, only reason why KD got a ring is because of Steph. Um, and Draymond and Clay. <laughs> for the for the sake of the listeners, the for the reason. sake of listeners, we're gonna be talking about hey, the broken hey, nets. The broken so, nets. If you haven't been watching the broken nets, the NBA playoffs. Uh, there's a team out in Brooklyn called the Nets, and they went through a lot of different trades. Uh, you can you can vouch for me. They start the season with Kyrie, KD, and James. Yep. No, no, they didn't have James. Yes, they did. At the start? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the big the big thing around them at the time was during COVID, because Kyrie's like, I'm not doing that, right? Yep. The vaccination stuff. Vaccination stuff. So for a lot of people to understand, um, even though allegedly, I have to say this, James Harden, KD really wasn't messing with that. And KD and Kyrie are friends, so he was going to respect that. So long story short, that imploded. James Harden didn't like that, which resulted in the Nets making a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons and Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and some picks. There's like one other player, but yeah, basically. So long story short, if you haven't been watching basketball, Ben Simmons hasn't been playing for the Sixers um, because of... Because of mental health reasons and health reasons. So, long story short, to cut it all down, um, the big controversy around Ben Simmons is it was leaked that he was going to play in game four, and he didn't play in game four uh, due to him feeling the pressure. And by him feeling the pressure of having the team wanted him to play, he didn't play. And now we're kind of having this big discussion where we have folks like Jamie Foxx, we have other people, other celebrities, you know, other like Shaq, Kenny, all of them saying he's weak. And I think this would be a perfect conversation for us to have about talking about mental health and basketball. I mean, basketball and sports. So what is, what are some of your thoughts around Ben Simmons not even playing this season? So for me, it's like a two way street, right? Like if you're healthy, you're healthy. Mm. If you're not, you're not right. Like, yeah. There's that. Then on the flip side of that, like that could be physical health, mental health, whatever the case may be. But if I seen a post today saying, um, if I thinking about playing makes my back hurt, that to me, which I probably know is is mix of words of something that he's might have said, but that to me is like that. Like it's like that piece of weakness aspect, right? Because you have people that want to compete, and then you have people that 
don't really want to compete. And I and it's like if you're going to check in and say you're going to compete, compete. If you're not going to compete, just say you're not going to compete. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think where the toss-up is is like I don't know if he's playing on attention, if mm-hmm. he like wants to find a way to keep his name relevant or some <laughs> sense of like something. You know what I'm saying? Think about it cuz he everyone forgot about him. Really, for the 76ers, his name was talked about all the time, though. Even when he, he was throwing a tantrum when people were talk, making fun of him about not being able to shoot free throws, not being able to shoot at all, period. But, like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, it's like, he began to kind of, like, lose himself in the game, I think, truthfully. Um, which is the flip side of what you talk about, that mental health piece, right? He's been, he's been talked about since his whole career of playing negatively like they a lot of the times the positive stuff that Ben Simmons has done hasn't been talked about and I think that is where he is mentally and I think that's where he's lost but it also you know I don't know there's a lot to it there's a lot I think the reason why there's a lot to it because like at the end of the day we were literally just talking about um that competitiveness because mm-hmm. I can tell people in this, in this room that we literally grew up in an age of like, if your foot's off, falling off, you know, you 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 attach, you know, a peg leg and you get out there. And like we've witnessed great athletes who are limping get out there for like 10 minutes and just do something or yeah. just stand in the corner because, yeah. you know, whatever. And it. And I guess in this new age, because I feel like we're in the middle, we see a lot more power to the athletes where it's, you know, once again, I'm not saying this to get on LeBron, not going to make it to LeBron segment, but like LeBron was one of the starting people. And then if we talk about the substitute as well, we have to bring up LeBron and then we have to also bring up Greg Popovich because he brought in load management. Like he started that. And then the reason why I brought LeBron was he was more so talking about more like power to the players, things like that. Cause that goes into our, uh, the CBA and things like that. And the reason why I bring that up is because we have like this nice mixed bag of competitiveness, player wellness, the soul of the game. Mm -hmm. And like the crazy thing about it is as a fan watching where it's kind of like, if Ben Simmons is like truly hurt, Right? I get it. Don't play. We want you to get healthy. As a Nets fan, because I would love KD, get healthy. Get out there. We need you. But also, at the same time, like, they've questioned a lot of Ben Simmons, like, want. Because we go back to the Sixers, when he was on the Sixers. He just blew a layup. I don't know how many times I've been pick up. I'm, in, I'm like, like the mental health of like, I'm by myself. He going down the lane and you're like, do I, do I take the layup or do I take the three? And you miss it. And they're like, Oh, you suck. And I'm be like, fuck you. But you gotta, you gotta think about that, right? Like you even have that feeling when you did it. So think about that same feeling magnified because now you see it every day. And you not only see it from TV, you see it from family, you see it from friends, you see it from coworkers, you see it, you see it every day. So now mentally, when it comes to you, I'm not saying you're not anyone popular, but you're not in the NBA. So if you blow a layup in a pickup game, they're going to laugh in that moment. And then once the pickup game's over, it's over with. You know what I'm saying? For him, once they laugh in that moment, 
They laugh after the moment. They put them on TV and laugh again. And then it keeps like it keeps going. You know what I'm saying? And this is where I bring in that other element of the game, right? Yeah. We bring up so many greats. Shaq couldn't save shoot a free throw if save his life majority of the time. But watch this. We know in the finals or in the playoffs, Shaq found a way to get one for two. Because he would talk about that all the time. He'd be like, all right. He would put in that work. And my thing is, by all means, because I do not know, and I'm allegedly thinking this, I don't think how Ben Simmons lives his life where he's doing extra stuff. Like, I feel like Ben Simmons is one of those dudes who, one of my favorite quotes and lines is, hard work beats talent when talent fails work hard. That's a talented motherfucker. Body like a wildebeest, no, no. And I feel like his talent has gotten him so far, but what breeds talent? Hard work. And you know why we love that hard workness and the the Dwayne ways? And because they their talent took them so far, but what really made them great was like, I have this crazy work that Ben Simmons don't got that. I know he's not practicing free throws after games. He's kicking it with the Jenners. Uh allegedly. <clears throat> allegedly. But I I mean he's not one of the only players that doesn't shoot well, right? Like there's been multiple players who put in work and still can't shoot to save their lives. I th- I I think it's for me, like yes, there's there's part of it, like you're saying, like he, he probably doesn't put in the work. I don't know. We I don't know Ben Simmons' life outside in basketball and outside of basketball. We're but, speculating, we're speculating. But I would say like there's a point too where it's like a tipping tipping mentality with the mental. I think a lot of it like when it comes to being an athlete, like like they say this game is ninety five percent mental. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not even if I'm thirty percent checked in mentally, I lost. Like if I'm not ninety percent checked in, ninety five percent checked into the game, I lost. And especially at that level where they're coming for you mentally. The fans is coming for you mentally. They talking about your mom, your grandma, your your sister, your brother, your girlfriend, anything they can anything they can find to check you out mentally in the game. I hate to make this I I hate to 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 even y'all might drag me for this for, make this like a loose association is it what you're saying to me almost sounds like the same thing when a police officer is like my job is tough. You know when people when you know you sign that dotted line, they're gonna be saying anything and everything to unravel you. Like they're gonna say wild stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, you're supposed to give athletes respect. You're supposed to give police officers respect. But let's just say, in those heightened situations, what do people come when they come to the game? That's our coliseum. We're going back into the olden days, right? We're going to the arena to be entertained. Are you not entertained? People are putting their stress and putting that energy on these athletes. Because this is because basketball is their escape from their hell of their life, and the reason why the reason why I say like like that is you're not going to get a lot of like even though you're supposed to respect the athlete because that's their job, right? How many times do you know that the average human is going to do that? I'm not a I'm not a famous athlete. Um. But I feel like the pressure that they already have of being a normal human, mm-hmm. right? Then the pressure that they have of being an athletic human and an athlete in the professional world, 
will will mess you up mentally. You you look at players like Delonte West. You look. Yeah, we can go. We can talk about Delonte <laughs> West. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and 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 even like J.R. Smith, like a lot of players. J.R. Smith, fine. Paul Paul George. Paul George talked about you know. So like, and and some of these players are are great players, and J.R. Smith got like what three rings. So okay, so here's my question: Is what's the fine line between? I get that. I have an understanding of that, right? That's what understanding meets accountability. And I'll bring up Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, MVP, got in talent by George, by George. The reason why he didn't work on the Lakers is because he never evolved this game. And I'm pretty sure the Lakers staff went to him and was like, we need to do something different. You can't, Russ can't be Russ right now. Russ needs to evolve. So my thing is, where do athletes, and I feel like, and one second, one second. I feel like athletes in this generation, because they have that power, I want them to have that power, but nobody can tell them something. Back in the day, I feel like if someone was like, do this, or like, or it's almost kind of like, Charles, lose weight. We need you because of this. All right, let me cut my weight. Zion got to the Pelicans. You're 350 windmilling. My 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 guy, your knees are like life alert. Ah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I he up in Portland, you know, they had to get him out of they had to, they had to get him out of Louisiana. He was eating everything. <laughs> and if I was Darren Moore, I not Darren Moore, if I was uh whatever his name, uh, you know, I'd be like, look here. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I would have a dietitian there just slapping donuts and everything on your hand. But you see where I'm going? Yeah, where accountability meets meets you genuinely like getting that freedom, and I feel like that's it's too blurred right now. It's crazy. Like yeah, Russell Westbrook, you, we're calling you Russell Westbrook because you're missing a shot. But no but, one. So I, I have a comment about that. All right, Russell couldn't shoot in in Oklahoma City. Yes, he could. No, he could not. You're talking to an old school OKC fan who watched Russ do Russ. his Russ cook. Russ, Russ. Russ was Russ decent. Could not shoot in Oklahoma City. He couldn't shoot in Houston. He like he couldn't shoot. He, he's never he, been able to shoot. He was an average shooter. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not going to do that. I've watched he, this. He man. could not shoot. I'm like we. I don't can, know how we can go back through stats. He was an average shooter. He was a point. He shot. He shot. And, he shot the jump shot well enough where people would respect it. You're not about to say people just left him out there in the corner. So when he came to the three point line, he was horrendous. I'm not. T- I'm talking. When about he his- came to mid range, he was okay. Yes, but he was not known for his shooting. Continue with your point. He was not known for his shooting. So, for him to be, I can understand the layup aspect because he used to dunk everything. Okay. But like, I think that's where, like, for me, like, I feel bad for him because people. Then, like, I feel bad for him because it's like. Yes, he has to change his game. Yes, he has to play a different way. But if I've always played the same way in Oklahoma City and Houston and in Washington, all these other places, I've played the same type of, of basketball. And this is how I played and got my MVP. What like why do I have to like Because you're playing with LeBron James, who's the second greatest player on the planet, and you're playing with A D a top ten talent. You just can't A D Mr. Injury, Mr. Injury. 
you can't be a bull in a china shop. And this is and this is and this is where and this is where I hear what you're saying because you gotta let rest be rust. But at the same time, what are you willing to sacrifice? I feel like accountability is sacrifice. What are you willing to give up? And my thing is, if we're going with Russ and Ben, right? I feel like, in my opinion, if we're just taking from the player aspect, LeBron picked him. AD also picked him. Let's make this work together. I, and this is just my opinion and what I saw, Russ just did what it, Russ just did what he normally does, and we're kind of and they're kind of like, yo, you can't be doing that right now. Like we got feet, we got feet. Um, AD, LeBron likes the ball in his hand. Russ, in my opinion, do not know, really didn't change. And he was just like, oh, I'm just going to, no, you're on a, you have two other superstars. There's one ball. So please tell me, please tell me, where's the accountability on Russ? So, no, you're absolutely right. But I don't think he knew how to really change his game. And you, and you, and let's go. That's where the mint, that mental aspect of things of like, I've been doing the same thing for 12 years. It's going to take me more than one year to be able to learn how to do something different. And let me tell you, and let me say, it's not me. I'm like, I got you, right? It's not even I got you. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, none of his coaches held him accountable like no. like Frank Vogel. And you know where he should have learned that? From Scotty Brooks. But you know what Scotty Brooks and Thunder organization didn't do? Didn't hold him accountable? They didn't because coach he him? Just, he was the guy. KD was your best player. We're going there. KD the f- was your Best the player. fact that you couldn't tell Russ like give him more shots without with all that being like an issue or problem, that's what I'm talking about. Him not being coachable. Where does he take that responsibility in that? And then on top of that, when we're bad at our job, right? What what do they say about us in our office? We get they call us in. But he the thing about it is he hasn't been bad. That's the thing. He his numbers were great in Houston. His numbers are oh. great in OKC. This is not. This is not. Everyone, this is not a sports like <laughs> podcast. It is not. I promise. Okay, like if you look at his numbers in in both those places, his numbers were great. The Rockets traded him because he was a cancer. Don't are he you average a triple double with the Rockets? Are you really doing this, RJ? Do you have comments about this? <laughs> are you know what? You know what? Coming to coming to. Coming to the podcast, first time, not the last time. We got RJ on the show coming on. Come on, sit down, player. Sit down. We got RJ coming on the show. Come on. We really just turned this into a sports podcast. We really just turned this into a sports podcast. Let's do it. All right. So we are. uh, Let me know. All right. Probably should have muted this before. So we're talking about Russ. Yeah, go ahead. Russ. Right here. He is Mr. Triple Double. He's good. He's a 30% three-point shooter. So, respectable. Respectable. He's respectable. Now, the thing is, though, is that the research is that he went out there and did say that uh, Vogel just did not like him with the Lakers. Vogel did not like Russ. So, I think that just threw his mindset into a completely different aspect. So, I know we're talking about accountability, but, I mean... Yeah, if I mean if you have your boss to just say, "Hey, I don't like you. I'm not going to use you." I mean, what is the guy supposed to do? Oh, keep going. 
Oh, I mean, what, I don't know what you guys' thoughts about that. I mean, his, this season is an outlier for us. No, absolutely. And it's a mental game. I mean, basketball is a complete mental game. I and mean, we saw Kyle Korver, one of the best shooters of all time. He had to change his shot at one point. Yeah. And we saw that at one point, and that messed with his mindset for the longest time, for a whole year. It messed yeah. with his mindset. Same thing here. If it's, there's no, his mindset's getting messed up. And that, and that's what I, what I'm saying is like, you're going into a negative situation, hoping for great outcomes, but your boss is telling you every time that you suck and I don't want you like, like that's only going to add fuel to like his mental into like, why am I even here? You know what I'm saying? And then, then he gives people a reason to say, because he's not playing well. And he's like, why is he even in LA? You know what I'm saying? But then he has those moments where he hits game winners and then he like, you know, he gets 30 points in a game and people are like, oh, that's old Russ. But it's like, that's still the same Russ. Russ in Washington was fantastic. And that was oh, just, that was a season ago. Yeah. That was a season ago. So I think just in, very soon here with Frank Vogel gone, he's going to be the same Russ probably. Oh, absolutely. No. Yes, they're they're what? He was not the the Russ that we looked at today on the Lakers that we see on Washington. That's a completely different Russ. He had the same amount of turnovers. No, he didn't. Oh my gosh. He was shooting that ball a lot better in Washington than he was in LA. He was he, not he was shooting the ball. A double. No he was averaging. He was averaging yeah. a double double. So just because the, the you so you're saying coach brings expectations. Scotty Brooks, his coach. Yes. <laughs> no, you, you definitely come through in this room. No, Don't worry, you're definitely coming through in this room. There's no way to avoid it in this room. He has superstars in Houston. He has superstars in Washington. He has superstars. He has superstar. He has superstars in freaking OKC. I think the other part of this too is Russ is a ball dominant player. Oh, absolutely. LeBron's a ball dominant player. Yes. AD's a ball dominant. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And who are you going to defer to out of those three people? LeBron. Thank you. LeBron's going to get the ball. He runs the team. I mean, AD. That's still that mindset of a shot. That's you can't you can't put that on the fact that sure he's the third player now on his roster. He's coming into that knowing that he's the third player. He should be the guy bringing up the ball every time. He should be every time. He should be get, bro, He should bring up the ball. I'll let you get this back now. <laughs> it sounds like, oh no, okay, okay. What you mean? No. Ben Simmons, by the way, does just want the attention. Look at his outfits. The podcast that gives, I love this. By all means, if you want to get on the mic again, just just let me know. 
I should have brought a third mic. Next time, I'm just bringing so you just have it. Yeah. Um. So I think this is a perfect time for us to wrap this. I won't say wrap it up, but like, let's get some nutrients out of it. I hear what you both are saying. We're like, I know you're hitting me with stats, a lot of different things. I feel like we're going to agree to disagree. But once again, I, I feel like we're hitting up against this rock yet again of, I understand, or I have an, I have an understanding how Russ could feel. I have an understanding how these players could feel. Yeah. But when do you share some accountability? That's the portion and piece that I'm confused about because when you're not doing your job well, they let you know. And because, and I'm putting context on this, I'm putting, because he's a professional athlete, no, none of the fans, at least in LA that I haven't heard, has said anything racial. They haven't gone out of their way to t- attack his family or anything like that. They're just saying, you're missing shots. And they said it in a creative way. And I feel like, going back to what I'm saying, in my job, I know the pros, the cons, and the neutral neutralities. The pros in sports is you get treated like a god in our society. Or if you're not doing your job, they're going to come for you. Yeah. So my thing is, that's the that's a pro and that's also a con. So my thing is, if a person's not saying calling the rust out of his name, attacking his family, things like that, if I'm on sidelines and I say Westbrook. That's in that's in that's a fair fair criticism. You missed a shot. Would you prefer me to say you miss? Oh no. When? Look here. Look here. I'm gonna tell my son. I'm gonna say look here. I'm gonna say look here. You tell him your daddy rich, you rich. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him this. And this is a good life lesson to my future son. Your dad was bullied. And you know what I did? I said nothing on bullies. And look at me now. And my thing is, my thing is, you can't you can't let him hurt your words. You gotta get you gotta give him results. That's what I'll tell my kid. Yeah. For for me, like at, at the end of the day, like men, mentally strong. And in the aspect of everything is is what's gonna get you get you through. Like if you can't mentally be strong, and I learned this only from my own personal life too as well. Like, sorry, excuse me. Um, situations are gonna ruffle feathers. Situations are gonna put you in bad situations, or they're gonna put you in good situations. But where are you mentally when it comes to all of those? Right, like. How can you stay mentally strong in a good situation? How can you stay mentally strong in a bad situation? So that your dynamic doesn't change, things around you don't change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you can you can stay whole within yourself. Yes, it takes work, but what are you doing to so that you can check in every day with yourself and say, I'm good? And I think that, for me, is where Ben Simmons, Russ, and some of these other players need to get to a point where they can check in with themselves and say, I'm good and, and take on the world, whatever the case may be that they run into next. I, I would, I would also have to agree with that because this world that we live in is not going to make it easy or have us or have, or it doesn't cater to you. Like, Mm -hmm. and my thing is, 
I know people talk about and I'm making another like like super stretch, right? But if we kind of like really break this down, people might hate me for this, but if like we talk about like, like white privilege, right? White privilege is a thing, but also in the Olympics of we all go through shit, white people go through shit too. They really do. So my thing is, it's different from the black experience, but like we really can't also at the same time be like, oh, some, some, you know, or rich people. Oh, you know, rich people ain't got problems. No, you seen Johnny Depp? <laughs> Shiver me Denver's. You know, he got problems. <laughs> so let me tell you something about that. I'm saving that for cost because I'm saving Twitter and Elon for cost because he'll eat that up. Um, Absolutely. But, um, and, and Johnny Depp, we're saving that for next week. But that's what I'm just saying where it's kind of like everyone in this life has problems. Yeah. And one of the things, and I'm kind of going back to like one of our um, guests is when we had the, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Vian? No. It's on the family. Ah, oh, typical. Oh, monk. Yeah, the monk family. Oh, Venetia. When Venetia was talking about, no one really cares about the situation. Yo, in a field that where I literally, generally like care about people and I really want people to grow. The world and a lot of people really don't care about you, and my thing is, you make that purpose in your life. So, if I would ever sit down to talk to Ben or I talk to Russ, right? I'd be like, what's your purpose? Your purpose is being there for your family. Your purpose is whatever you define, right? There are pro there are pros, cons, negatives, and neutralities in your entire life. It's about how you, like you said, go up to that challenge. And my thing is, Ben Simmons, man, I missed the free throws. Oh well. And I'll take this out of this play, uh take this one thing out of this playbook that I really appreciate from this man who's really deep and great, Shaq. You know how many times he said that he missed a free throw, but he's like, I bet you I'll run down the other side of the court and dunk it on your face. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's also true because Shaq gets it. He's like, that's not my strength, but I'm going to make sure I produce somewhere else because that's yeah, that's what it is. So that's my two cents with it. But um, um. I will say, like the wonderful RJ said, Ben Simmons, <laughs> you got the summer. <laughs> get right, get healthy. If you need a, if you need a mental health professional, let me help you. I'll get you right <laughs> real quick. <laughs> we'll be out there, Team Duran, all the way. <laughs> I'll get you right. Oh my goodness! But um, uh, do you have something for or? Yeah, I got a I got a question for you. All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Um. It's impact can impact in the work. Which is, what is more important, the impact of the work or the work itself that you're doing? Oh, that's a really good one. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, where is this coming from? This is this from a story or anything like that? Oh, just came to the top of my head. So you said the impact. So the imp. So what is more important? Or no, no, yeah. What is more important? The the impact of the work that you're doing or the work that you're doing? Um, a lot of people, if you listen to the show, you're going to hate me. Um, but it's truly both. It's like that yin and yang. B, 
Because when I say the work, I'm just going back to what I just said in the previous segment, purpose. I feel comfortable on the show talking to you all about my purpose where I feel like me being on this earth and I'm not trying to say y'all have to follow a certain religion or domination and things like that, that I literally, my purpose is to help other people understand their purpose or find their purpose. And that comes from whether it's in the realm of therapy, whether it's me saying, Hey, hope you have a good day. Because when you speak life into people, it's such a beautiful thing. It's an exchange of energy. So that's like the work, you know, and then doing the work, right? Me being in the position to give that light and energy to people is also a thing that I feel like if you're a giver, this is for you. <laughs> if you ever been on a plane, what does the stewardess said all, all the time? If we lose cabin pressure and the mass fall, you put your mask on first before you help anyone else. I don't know how many times as someone who's been such a big helper in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this for this and help this person do this and this and that. And then if you want to take that next level of being a helper, it's about I need to take care of me. I don't know how many times that I've learned that over this last two, three years in my life of taking that to the next level of actually not picking up that call. You shouldn't have. It happened. It happened today, guys. But um, but I'm just saying in general. I'm saying in general of like being me, like Robert. You don't have the energy to take this phone call, or you're not going to be able to respond to this person that quickly to put to because when you want to put yourself out there, right? You want to do that. Are you all there? Because if I don't give 100% of me, 100% of my passion, right? I'm not really truly there for the for the thing I'm trying to do. So I have to put in the work for myself. And that's just coming from a helping aspect. So to answer, I would say it would have to be both. So my question, my next part of that question then is, Jesus, um, can, can you... Have an impact without doing the work that you you've been doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I was I would say yeah. So does the work really matter? It does. Even though we'll talk about Elon Musk and all the other stuff, you know, next week things like that, where it's kind of like it's like um, I'll look at certain billionaires, right? And I'll just say Elon and I got one to do a little bit more research and things like that. I believe like he inherited a lot of that money, right? I'm not sure. I'm I'm not even gonna RJ, do you know that? All right. I believe he inherited some of that money from apartheid, but you know, allegedly I have to double check. Um <clears throat> this is another reason why I want Cost on there because he knows. He knows everything. Um it's kinda <laughs> like <clears throat> or I won't even use Elon. I will just say we'll just say we'll just say a kid who who inherited everything, right? Mm -hmm. They have the, they can make an impact on something, right? Yeah. But if they don't truly know the magnitude of their impact or their power, does it truly really matter? Because you can donate to a food bank. Like, oh, I did this nice thing. Yeah, you can help some people. But there's the systemic, like, problem or issue is like, how do we fix the system, you know? I think that's where 
where I'm at. So you're saying like the work magnifies the impact. And I have to agree to that. Like sometimes the the purpose of like you're saying your purpose and your impact, you can still create an impact in everything that you do. If you work at finish line and Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But that's not the work that you want to do. But that's a that's a job that you have, right? That's the work. That's the work that you're doing. But you could still be impacting people, how you communicate with them, how you how you help them put their shoes on, how you help a kid learn how to tie his shoes. How you know what I'm saying? Like that's all impactful things that can help change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not be the work that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's the work that you want and you, you're still giving the same impact in the work that you want, that impact becomes magnified because it's the work that you really enjoy doing. So now it, it, it magnifies on top of everything that you're already doing. And, that you know, that's that was just like a thought of mine that had came just from myself of like, how can I magnify the work that I'm doing? Or the impact that I'm creating for those around me. And it's like, you know, by finding that that real place that I want to be in, finding the joy in the work. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. And I'm actually really glad you brought that up. And that kind of gets my mind spinning and tooling too. Um, of, I want to say shout out to my dreamers. Shout out to my nine to fivers. Because you don't have to literally be fully in your dream to do what you need to do. Mm. And that's literally what you're talking about. And I'll even go to my, you know, shout out to the finish liners. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. Y'all really helped me out in high school. Um, So I'm just, I'll just say that um, that's an important impact because how, what energy you bring helps you to carry that forward into your dream or purpose because let's just say you're not a person who is you know godly christian and things like that where it's kind of like that's your premature test of like what are what are you going to do who are you going to be before you have it Mm. because i know a lot of people as soon as they get some change they change big time and it's like (laughs) and Shout out to uh, Josh. He told me to kind of watch a bit of the Kanye West documentary, things like that. Unpopular opinion. I feel like Kanye West hasn't changed. He just got more money. I feel like he was a dick watching the documentary. Like, I get the passion and the hustle and things like that. And, like, his just, like, tunnel vision of it. I think he became more of a dick when he got more money. He could just boss more people around. And I'm just kind of like... Once again, another shameless plug. Shaq. I feel like Shaq. Actually, no. I feel like Shaq evolved. I mean, walk that back. I feel like he was a dick and then evolved. But I just, I'll just say, um, I'm trying to think of like, uh, a, I'm trying to think of a real solid dude who I. Oh, I'll actually, I will do a shout out. I hope he watches this one day in the future. I feel like my guy Big Sean was the same dude. When he didn't have nothing, nobody came to a show to the guy he is now. Like, he's more mature, more better. I actually watched this video that actually kind of made me get a little choked up. Do you, any of y'all remember Mike Posner? Yeah. Yo, like, I, I, you know, once again, you know, prisoner of the moment. I was like, I'm Mike Posner. He's disappeared, right? You, you never hear about this. So I watched this video today, right? 
And this really warmed my heart. So uh, RIP to Mark Mike Posner's um, father who passed. I don't know if it's Reese or not. But in the video, Big Sean was like, oh, I'm doing Coachella, bro. Come through. And Mike, and on the Mike Poser video, he's kind of like, Big Sean, you know, Sean, this, you know, our 18-year-old friendship, you've always rooted for me, things like that. And it was Mike Posner, like, really, like, being like, you were always there for me. And, like, Big Sean didn't have to bring that dude up to, you know, Coachella. And then during the Coachella set, he stopped everything. He was like, shout out to your dad. You know, we, you know, our families are together, things like that. And that just warmed my heart. I'm mm-hmm. like, Big Sean. He puts on his people like he like. And that's the person I, I, I know that when we get it, I'm going to always throw ladders down. It's like, obviously, some of them going to have some, you know, contracts. Be like, look here. <laughs> you know, but like, it's like that genuineness, man. So, you know, shout out to Mike Posner, RIP to his father. Condolences and shout out to Big Sean. Absolutely. Shout out. Shout out. Um, yeah, uh, I think it 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 touches a lot of different aspects of just life in general, right? Like always being willing to live within your own soul in whatever your soul may be. Um, and, um, you know, that was just a, a thought of mine that came to my head. So it was, it was something that I thought we should have a little quick conversation about. Um, I appreciate that. You got anything else? What's up? I think we'll, uh, with our last two, three minutes, we'll just end on, Something uh, relationshipy. Oh, she is naive. Yeah. Um, let's tap into it. Let's tap into it. It's really quick. I just want to take the energy that we we're having about uh, intentionality, accountability, mm. uh, genuineness. Into, I think, because it's just us, just like a single moment, singles island. So, I will just say. Right now in your life, if you could give someone, a fellow male or person, doesn't have to be a male, I was fucking with you, you know, a fellow single person, what's one piece of advice you would give a fellow single person right now? Um, man, it's hard. Uh, sh- sh- um, patience. Um, it's crazy because I had practice and that was the word that I brought up not only to the group but like for myself is like I think sometimes we get lost in the shuffle and we you know we begin to start as a single person like you begin to kind of start shuffling shuffling women like cards right and trying to find the right card and you just shuffle 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 not realizing that you went through a whole deck and didn't find what you wanted because you didn't take your time going through the deck. You didn't take your time meeting each card where they were and finding out which place and order that they, they need to be in. So being able to be patient and just take your time going through the deck to find the right card is always, like, important. Um, and even if it's, like, real intention that doesn't work out, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being intentional about talking to somebody or seeing somebody. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with it because I think at the end of the day, you set the intention, you know the grounds that you both stand on, and you know where it's going to go. Um, I used to have this conversation with high school students all the time, and that was the biggest thing that I would say. I said, communicate with what you want and how you want it to be. So now you know if this person doesn't agree with what that is, 
you can't be with that person. And I feel like I give that advice to them and I take it with myself too. And it's like being really being more intentional about how I see people and how I want to see people. Um, because especially as you get older, time becomes valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's not even to the extent of like, I got to do this and build that and go here and do that. It's like time becomes valuable because you have less of it. And yeah. so the more you're giving it away to somebody, the more you should give it to them with a purpose and with value and, and not just take it of value. You know what I'm saying? So um, if you're single out there, just be patient with your deck of cards, man. Um, male, female, non-binary folk, whoever you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, just take your time and, and, and value the time that you take. Um, and that's in the individual and that's within yourself too. Like if you don't value your own time, you're not going to value someone else's time. So the true magic, a true, a true magician is getting the person to believe in a trick. It's not the trick. So yeah. 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 No, I'm saying, well, you said deck of cards. So I was like, you know, I'm just weaving stuff in my mind. Yeah. Go ahead. What you, how you feel, Robert? Oh, being, can... being, being a, a single man in this world. Yeah. What you, what advice would you give to single folks out there? Um, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, and I think the short and sweetness of it is truly be you. I feel like everyone on the internet has these dating tips, or like do these five steps to do this. Um, I feel like if there's more intent and purpose behind it about how you should do that, but I feel like the big foundation of that is you. And I feel like we have to put on these masks to play a role. And I say, don't do that. If you're you, you're just aligning yourself for the beings. And I say, with ass because you know sometimes things don't work out um and that person could be whatever but like it's truly meant for you to you know be yourself because i feel like when you're authentically you you'll be put with the right people so you can actually authentically grow mm. so be you i don't think we hear that enough mm-hmm. so be you they'll like it you know as we wrap this up i got a, I got a shameless pug Sundays. Sundays. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Brace yourself, Paige. Um, we have a segment called What's on the Menu. Um, what's on the Menu will be morphed on Sundays into um, What's on the Menu, but it's going to be me cooking on Sundays. So, so you're cooking yourself. Yeah. Um, and... Vegan food, um, if you have ideas, perspective, opinions, whatever, it'll give you, it's going to be a live, a live video of me cooking, and it'll be opportunity for you to ask questions, see how I do, what I'm making, how to, what seasonings I'm using, I probably won't give you all of them, but um, it's just an opportunity for people just to, to learn how to make vegan food. I get the question asked all the time, like, how do you make that? What are your recipe? Can you post your recipe? And I'd be like, uh, I don't write down my recipe, so I don't know how to help you with that. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just, uh, um, I, I call it my Sunday cookout, um, truthfully. Uh-huh. Because um, I cook every Sunday. Uh, I've always, I always have. Um, it's just an opportunity. I usually have more time. I can meal prep for the week, um, whatever. And I've, I've cooked for him before. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just for me, like it's just a fun opportunity to share to the world. So I, it's, it's, I think it's time for me to share a little bit more. I've, I've told people I would. Um, so if you want to see what I do, um, Sundays, Sundays, roughly around 7 p.m., I'll start cooking. Black um, black people time, huh? Yeah. Around 7 p.m., huh? Yeah. Give them a full real time. Um, again, you can cook with me. Mm. Um, you can watch and make it later. Usually it'll be real simple stuff, nothing outlandishly crazy. Um, yeah. So, so with all that, brace yourself. With all that being said, if you're a loyal uh, listener and follower of the Plano Games podcast slash show, you know we all here do different things and we want to show our support. Um, Sunday, you know, definitely we'll shout you out on all of our pages and channels. Uh, just, you know, don't be too late. You know, you be up to 12 o'clock at night. Don't tell about? the people what Batman's up to. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> don't tell don't people what Batman is doing on Sunday. Dang. You be out here running these streets. Wow. Running, running, running the streets. <laughs> I do not. I'm trying to run this bag. And, um, um, wow. Huh. Wow. You uh, got uninvited to my future wedding. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's the bag? Oh, you told on yourself. Uh, so, uh, uh, anywho, <laughs> if you like what we're doing, um, please comment, like, subscribe, share the stuff. Um, it's been real. Um, if you want to follow us, we're at lookhere.fri on Instagram. That's where we get our clips. Uh, we have some big things going on with that page pretty soon. Uh, if you want to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, we're there. YouTube, play no games because we sure don't do them. This has been Play-Doh Games Podcast Last Show. We out. Cheers. You probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two-piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.